Good evening. Tonight I'm actually doing two podcasts because I realized I didn't really ever start off by telling anyone anything about myself or really introducing myself and somebody asked me today. So I thought I'd put a podcast out with some of my personal beliefs, my what I do, my hobbies, skills, interests, blah, 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 just so you can get to know me. Um... No, Kalishna Kitty is not my real name, but that's what you will call me. Um, my real name is not even important. Everyone just calls me Kitty. Um, but a little bit about myself, I guess, because people ask. I, um, I grew up in New Jersey in a very rural little town outside of Princeton, I guess you could say, uh, probably 20 minutes outside Princeton. Very rural. I call it Redneck, New Jersey. But um, not how people picture New Jersey. Revolutionary War, extremely haunted. Always have seen ghosts and spirits. Always have gone ghost hunting. Always the town I lived in was just beyond haunted. Um, Always had some kind of notion it was a spiritual realm. But I grew up in a home where my parents were atheists and not believe in God. Um, it was very disgusting to even to bring it up. There, it was a hatred towards it, I think. Um, it wasn't until later on on my own, believe it or not, after college, I really had a God moment and nobody led me to Christ. Nobody led me to my beliefs. I literally had a moment with God and it just appeared to me. That being said, I'm also very honest that I've always believed in reincarnation I've done past life regression. I believe in guided meditation and hypnosis, and I use it with work at, for the guided meditation part. Um, I still do believe in reincarnation, and I will not say I don't, because the experiences I had were so profound and explained so much. But I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I believe he died on the cross and rose the third day at the right hand of the Father and will judge the wicked and the dead. I believe the Bible was written by men. It is not the word by word of God. It can, I mean, the thought of that, I mean, I believe it's also misunderstood. If you really read the Old Testament and really look at what it talked about and not read man's version or commentary. So we don't really know originally, I, I don't want to say I'm, not, I'm putting down the writings of Paul or anything like that. I'm just saying that that was a man answering questions to a certain population. No one knows 100% of truth, but I believe I have enough in my heart with Jesus and my salvation experience to know the Gospels are the truth, and that is what I'll stand on. So with that being said, I've talked about that in my other podcast. I do believe we're living in the very end times. And that again came to me probably the mid-2000s on my own. Um, And most of my beliefs have come from that. I've never listened to anybody. I've never let anybody influence me. I've always come on my own as to what I believe in. Um, That being said... I have always really felt that there are many things that we do not understand in life. 
and we just go along with things that we are told. And that is extremely difficult. One of the things I was grappling with today is sexism. I'll be honest. Um, growing up, the one thing that I wish is when I was in school, it was thought, you know, if you're a girl, you're going to do cosmetology or nursing, and the guys were going to do auto repair. And I loved cars and had a 71 Chevelle and hung out with all the guys that worked on them. But it was never even suggested, hey, why don't you go home and get dirty with us? Or, you know, bring me a beer. That was the extent of being there. And I really, I really, really think that it is detrimental to women to be put in those roles. And then when men say it's perpetuated. Now, that doesn't mean I don't believe in gender. That has come up to me. You know, I'm totally believe there's only two genders, men and women. I'm, but I'll be honest, I'm a libertarian. I couldn't care what anyone does if it doesn't affect me. And that is actually part of the Constitution. Um, live and let live. If it doesn't infringe on my rights and you're trying to take my rights away, I don't care. I've had friends of all races, all, I mean, different sexual orientation. It does not matter to me. I don't judge them, but they're not going to judge me. But I do think one of the biggest issues today still, there is a notion that we perpetuate stereotypes, just like sexism. No one is born racist. We become racist. I remember growing up and crossing the railroad tracks. And my parents saying, lock the doors and roll up the windows. And I asked them why. And they said, because black people live here. This is in rural New Jersey. I remember a few times we drove up towards Manhattan to New York. I don't think it was Manhattan. I think it was upstate New York. We had to go over the George Washington Bridge. I remember this very well. And they made sure to point out all the slums and the burnt out buildings and everything. That's where the, those kind of people live, meaning the black people. And as a child, you just kind of go with that, you know. And in my heart, like, I knew, how could people just say that? You know, do they know everyone that lives there? And growing up, it was extremely racist in where I lived in New Jersey. And part of it is a stereotype because they will take, unfortunately, just like everybody does, one example, like the media does, and blows it up into something. Unfortunately, some stereotypes are true. I'm the first one to admit it. I am a redneck, and probably most people say a little bit of white trash, and um, there's some truth to it. There are people live out there me that grew up there. Yard looks like a garage sale all year round, and um, the cars are held up by duct tape. In fact, my mirror just fell off my F-350, and I went and bought some adhesive kit at AutoZone, but I just haven't put it on. Instead, I have the bungee cord somehow holding it up through my own redneck engineering. So, yes, and I will fix it eventually. I did buy the kit. But I'm lazy, you know, I and... um. I, didn't, I could have done it today. I had time, but I didn't because the bungee cord is holding the mirror just perfectly in place. But my point is that I think we tend to have notions of how people are. And we do that even now. That's part of the problem with our country. And I'll admit it. I don't like yuppies. I never have. And I tend to um, not be very nice to people sometimes.
and sometimes without being fair to them. But that being said, it's based on a generality of how people are. Now, I'll be on, uh, a little more about myself. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Coughing death here. I have an associate degree in allied health. Um, I have a two-year degree, um, which I then went and got my massage license. So I'm a licensed massage therapist. I did that um, way back in the day. And again, it was funny in high school, the guys got to choose auto mechanics or, you know, different Votech programs. And the girls were always some form of allied health, um, whether that was becoming a CNA, you know. So basically the last years of high school, I think, you know, it's very popular now. You could go to Votech, basically, but it was actually got to go take college classes and get an actual associate degree. But, you know, all my friends did cosmetology or nails or, you know, facials and I was an exercise freak. I knew I wanted to do something with that. And so that was the path I went on. I do have a four-year degree in exercise science as well. And um, I realized how I hate corporate America. I hated it from day one. And um, I like running businesses. And I have a sexist notion there because guys cannot sometimes wrap their mind around that. Um, back in the day when I was even married, we had some classic car businesses and my husband, ex-husband was a mechanic, I ran the businesses. And I would tell people that. They would come in and have to deal with me. Um, because honestly, I'm a bitch and I could run a business. But I enjoy it. But I hate corporate America. And I hate the fakeism and the, <coughs> excuse me, the lies and the politics and the drama of it. But I love to work out. I still do. I owned a very um, successful large studio, private studio for two years and just burned out on it. I've had my own um, wellness company. I contract right now as a subcontractor with several affiliates, um, pretty much working through two main companies. So I do subcontract work. I like doing small group training, personal training, any kind of weight loss. And then I also work with disabled veterans. Um, our goal is to get people off of pain medications and also psych meds, which just mask a problem rather than healing it or fixing it, which can be done holistically. And that brings me to my point I was going to get into about the vaccines and the medical. I do not trust doctors one bit. I worked at a wellness center and the big joke with the doctors was we practice medicine, we guess. It's like the weather. You can be wrong. And no one will, you know, oh, we'll try something else. We'll try something else. I'm very leery. Most surgeries are unnecessary. It left people in worse state than before they went in. I do not believe in elective surgery. I believe most of the cures are worse than diseases. And I can attest to that myself because of personal. And I think we're just too quickly to say, hey, I need to get a cure for this rather than accepting whatever it might be. Um, that being said, I love working with people with addictions, um, post-traumatic stress. I'm really a big believer in guided meditation. I'm a big believer in the mental, but also health factors and different holistic therapies. And I believe, again, they've been shunned because the medical establishment wants your money. And again, doctors don't make money if they're not operating and practicing medicine. So that's kind of my little overview. Um, 
I, like I said, right now I am self-employed and I don't think I could ever work for anybody again just because I am, I, I, I don't like working for people, I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of patience for people. Plus, especially during this last year of the pandemic, it really showed me how weak people are. And I use the word sheeple a lot, but it's really very pathetically true. And so today, you know, one of the things we were talking about, other than people, and we were talking about, again, the roles of sexes and sexism, which is still here. And, you know, women and men and, you know, this and this. And um, I really about lost my shit there. Um, excuse my language, but I did. Because I do believe there is a difference. I am not going to say that women have the same physical strength as men. That is ridiculous, okay? I don't believe that. Although, I will say, I have been around some women that are probably just as strong as some men. But they trained, and they're also not exactly five feet tall. That being said, do I believe women should be in combat? Honestly, probably not for the simple reason, unfortunately, back to the sexism that I think men try to protect women still and it would take away, but also because I do not think that they probably are the strongest and the best fit for that situation. Now, with that being said, I know women that have been on the front lines, mostly in medical or communications, and have fought next to men and have received honor for it. But they did not go out in, you know, missions. They were support roles, but on the front lines. And so I, that is where I fall into with that. Now, that being said, I also believe that women can't fight. I believe women should be able to defend their homes and their families. I also believe that men should be men. And I, I got to tell you that... Um, as much as I hate sexism, men have gone damn weak in this country. And, you know, when I grew up, I, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I saw that as much. Or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But I really wish I had the opportunity to learn to work on cars. I love cars. And, I mean, I know that I would actually learn to work on them. I mean, when I was with people, they didn't say, you go over there and hang out. And I think we need to look at a balancing act between that because, you know, when you say that now, Target and all these stupid stores, oh, there's no genders, we're going to have men, well, toys. Well, maybe a little funny thing. So, Barbie dolls. Um, I had Barbies, but my Barbies, like, really badass Barbies. Like, they were killing people and they like G.I. Joe. Ken was like totally not in the picture. Okay. No, no, no. Um, and I had, my boys were little, my kids. I had a Barbie dream house and we turned it into G.I. Joe's Fortress of Doom where they, um, raged war havoc across the Barbie universe. And we had all the old G.I. Joe's. I love those guys with the scars on their faces. You know, Ken to me was not a guy. I mean, he just was not like going to be Barbie's, you know, thing. But that being said, I always felt even the way we, the toys that we did present were sexist. I hate my little pony. My God, what the hell is that thing, right? And all that stuff. Um, 
I still do. And so, you know, I think if you, how you raise your children is really up to you. I like to play in the dirt and my boys, we had the Tonka truck and I was right out there with them and I still have trains and pretty much everything I have would be considered guy toys. Um, now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to, you know, I do have some creepy haunted antique dolls, but I think there's a middle ground and, and our country is so now almost flipping, for instance, like I said, a Target. We're not going to have a girl section and a boy section. Okay. You know what? I'm okay with that. I really am. Because if a girl wants to play with G.I. Joe, it doesn't make her gay. And if a guy wants to, like, go play My Little Pony, maybe it does make him gay, but maybe not. Okay? You know, I don't, I wouldn't want my boys playing My Little Pony, but you know what? It doesn't, it's a game. It's something stupid. Okay? Because if I don't let them do that, then it goes back to the point where they didn't let me work on cars when I was little, when I was younger. And I would have loved to have learned how to do stuff that I never had the opportunity to do. So, that is kind of a little bit of background on me. Um, I've always kind of been a person that I do not like injustice. I've never been a person to be able to sit around and let things happen. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I believe in. I cannot be in the middle of something. I have to be 100% in. And that can be very, very hard for me because, for instance, you know, I'm, it makes you into one of these perfectionists with OCD. And especially now that I've worked with it, I have done that route. Now, I, I could easily become a compulsive exerciser. I mean, I probably could become an addict in a million ways if I really wanted to. And it all comes from the fact of we tend to want to be the best we can be, at least for me. So I have a really hard time being in the middle. That's why I can't stand people that say, I agree with your point of view, but... I agree with this, but there is no buts. Like I said, I'm truly a libertarian. And so when you say you believe in something, I expect you to show it. Okay? I expect how you live and what you do to demonstrate to me how you react to things. I want to know if you say you believe that this is wrong, I want to see you standing up and saying this is wrong. And I have, and, it, and I always have, and it's always gotten me into a lot of trouble. And that's one of the reasons I could not work in corporate America, because I saw things that were wrong. And I'll give you a good example. I worked for the YMCA out of college, and we had something called We Build People Campaign. And all the money is supposed to go to the inner city. Well, here's a funny thing about that organization. Again, this was, you know, a while back in the, you know, early 2000s, whatever. They pay their employees absolutely nothing. It's basically slave labor, I call it. called it. You work ungodly hours and you make nothing. But all the higher-ups have six-figure incomes. And all the money they make, they're supposed to be helping these poor inner-city kids, 
that summer only three they sponsored three kids to go to camp. So you tell me you raised so many millions of dollars for three kids to go to camp? Something's not right. And that's one of my other issues is integrity. Integrity to me is everything. But integrity is and I've talked about this before. If you are a leader in a group and you know there's things going on that are against your policies and you can't do and you will not stand up to it, even if it costs the group to collapse or the business to collapse, then to me, you're a hypocrite and don't have integrity. To all these people that are saying about the school districts, take your kids out of school. It's so simple. Don't be a hypocrite. So, a lot of people ask me, because I've made, you know, some strong comments about women and militias, and I'll backtrack a little bit of history. When I first got involved in anything like this after 9-11, it was mid-2000s, another state, not South Carolina, and, um... I was involved with people that were very, they were very, very sexist. And it's probably because the women didn't want to be involved, which most women don't to this day, which has pissed the hell out of me, okay? I don't want to stand hate and say, hey, yeah, I'm going to go with um, my guy when a shit hits a fan, but you're going to protect me, right? I'm no bitch. You're going to protect yourself, okay? But the group that I belonged to back then, the women cooked and cleaned and took care of the babies. And I didn't think much of it because my kids were very small. And I just always, you know, I've always been a manager. I've run businesses, like I said. They've always been highly successful. And I just would tune everything else out. Hey, you know, that's fine. Have you beliefs, but look what I'm doing. Well, you know, I really should have spoke up. Um, at one point, we were building, um, back then you could build AKs pretty easily. And we were doing that and some other stuff, all perfectly legal, honestly. And um, even that was looked down upon by, you know, some of the women in the group and I just really had a real issue with a lot of people. Again, that notion of judging people, judging situations, what roles should be played in a group or an organization. And I think it's one of the reasons that a lot of these groups have issues. And a lot of it I do blame on women because how they've been brought up and how they've been socialized and their fear of violence and their fear of all these different things. Well, luckily, I'm actually a very violent person, I guess. Um, always have been. Probably a little psychotic. But I do teach. Um, I've, always, I've taught cardio kickboxing for a long time. I've taught self-defense classes. Um, I believe that women need to learn how to stand up for themselves. Like I said, now, I don't believe that a woman maybe needs to be on combat on the front lines for a number of reasons. But I believe once a room is cleared, could they come in and have many different roles absolutely I do but some of that has to do with men having this notion they have to protect women and I always liked watching that Viking show because it was very interesting and it's true in Norse culture women were seen almost as goddesses as warriors but they were trained like that from a very young age and we don't see that anymore but we also don't see that in general and I know this podcast is going a little bit long and I might be rambling about myself. But when people ask, you know, why do I believe? What is my experience? Where am I coming from? This is what I want you to know about me. I 
I think I mentioned it before, I started going down the rabbit hole after 9-11. I saw with my own eyes evidence of thermite in those buildings and people that doubt me, I will, I have seen the report. I have seen it with my own eyes. I've talked to people that have been at the Pentagon. I have gone down the rabbit hole 110%. I also believe in biblical prophecy. I believe what we're done, our nation is done. But I also believe that we're supposed to somehow come together, unite, and fight. And I don't know how that works. Because we need a leader. We need somebody to bring people together across this country and across states and localities. We need cooperation. But what does human nature say about that? We can't cooperate. Why not? I don't know. We need... I've had to learn in my life to keep my mouth shut about many things that I can't control. In the past, I would get mad about something with a group or organization or a job and say, screw it, I'm gone. One of the reasons I started my own business. But even having your own business, you work for somebody, right? If you're a subcontractor, you still have to answer to the contractor and then the person who they're getting the contract from and then the client ultimately. So you're not in a total bubble. Now, yes, I can turn people away and I can say, screw this or screw that, but I'm still ultimately answering to somebody. What I have learned more than anything is sometimes you have to pick your battles. And I used to not be able to do that. I was very violent. I'll be honest, I'm very, I'd be, I'm out of here. I'm going to do what I need to do. Screw everything. But you do learn Sometimes the outcomes are not worth the fight. So that's one of the reasons I feel so strongly about the unity within groups and militias. And I'll give you an example from our own group. That, and I don't care. I'll talk about it. They don't, you know, don't, I don't have anything to hide. I'm not breaking any kind of, you know, rules. Um, there, and as you know, there's a big problem with women not wanting to join and be active. And a lot of women that do say, I want to be protected. And they will come through some of the trainings. But you just look at them, you're like, you know, yeah, okay. But depending on the scenario, and I've said that before, how it all happens, we need people that are going to have the canning skills and the guarding skills, which is definitely not me, trust me. Okay? I don't do any of that. But there was an concept brought up, and I've seen this in a group a long time ago, where the women can have their own little, like, bake sales and, you know, their own little clicky thing because they don't want to join. And that just sits wrong with me. It sits wrong with me that they are wanting something but not wanting to step up to it. I have more respect for the women that come in and say, I will can, I will... So I will give you whatever skills I have to give you. And I'm going to work really hard, but I'm going to take an oath and belong to something. That I respect. Even if they fall away because they, you know, and I have my notions about that. But I've learned there is no, nothing ever going to be perfect. So you have to just take a step back and keep your mouth shut. Because of the bigger picture. And that's what I want people to see in general. 
There is such a bigger picture than worrying about petty things. If women want to sit around and have a bake sale, I really don't give a damn, okay? I don't. I'm not going to be part of it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to worry about what I can worry about, and I'm going to stick to my beliefs. But just like if a group doesn't want to, I don't believe in protests and rallies. If people want to go to protests and rally and represent their group, that is their choice. I'm not going. I don't see anything good coming out of it. I hate keyboard warriors. You know, a keyboard warrior is someone that can talk shit in the basement, but when you get in their face, they're pissing themselves. Yeah, okay, that's a keyboard warrior, okay? I can't stand those people. You have something to say, get off your keyboard and actually do it. And that's what I'm trying to so desperately reach people. Get off of social media, texting and messaging and typing, and do something. If you don't want to join a group and you don't want to join an organization, then get political. I can use you on Facebook. I do recruiting for my organization. I need people just to sit and post on social media all day. Even if it's not for my specific group, just to get the ideas out of people's heads, to get the notions out, make them start thinking. I need that. I need people to want to be active. I need people that want to get involved politically. Not in the political rat race because we can't fix that. But I want people to put their money where their mouth is. So that is a little bit about me. I'm not going to go into anything more personal. Um, I will say I've given up everything and lost pretty much everything because of my personal beliefs. And that's why I'm so dedicated to this. And as much as those things hurt, it would hurt more for me to be a hypocrite because I do believe we stand before God one day. And I do not want to stand before him and be a hypocrite. So I'm going to end this tonight by saying if you pass this around, people want to know why they should listen to me and not listen to me. I don't know. But I will tell you that I will fight for the death for you. I will never back down from what I believe in. And I will always, always speak my mind and speak the truth, no matter what it costs. And I am committed to trying to figure out a way to get Americans to unite. Because do you realize if every veteran from death and storm until today picked up a weapon, that is a largest standing army. And whether or not whatever happens in the military, and I believe they will split when it all hits the fan, why are the veterans not flocking to organizations like ours, forming organizations like ours, getting ready, training? Because I work in fitness with people that have been out of the military 10, 15, 20 years. You're not Billy Badass anymore. So my goal is to make people realize there's so much that has to be done and so little time. And yet we're wasting time because I, I, I recruit all the time. I try to recruit all the time. And we want quality over quantity, though, too. We don't, I don't want people coming in. I've seen this. They have no idea of what a militia is, what the Second Amendment is. And I, I don't care because I'm going to speak openly about this. You know, we have, there are people that go on social media like TikTok and other social venues like that. 
and they become celebrities. They make money off of it. They have a huge following, and their egos get big. And I see them pushing people into different things. I'm going to leave it at that, or giving, telling people, join this, join that. I want to know if someone could join an organization and not know what the Constitution is. I want to know if someone could even think about joining an organization and not even knowing the name of it. I want to know if someone could even think about joining anything and not even knowing what they believe in. So that's not the kind of people I want. That's not the kind of people we want. Hopefully it's not the kind of people you want in your groups. And the people that are doing this I, and have organizations like this, most of them are keyboard warriors, or you'll show up at you know, different rallies and everything. Oh, we're going to organize this. We're going to organize that. Okay, that's great. But what else are you preparing for? I am begging people. I really am. It's time to figure out how to network, setting up telegram groups, setting up networking groups between groups, even if it's all just call signs that people can network, learn things. Because I'll be honest, there's nothing wrong with doing science projects. I can build a pumpkin chunkin' all day. I can watch Mythbusters all day, and no one can tell me otherwise. What are we preparing for? Let's go back to the women canning and everything. Where, where are we storing this at? What are we doing with it? I'm here because I truly believe in what I'm doing, and I believe I'm called by God to do it. And I'm yet lost on exactly how to get my message out. But I want to wrap up by saying I don't believe little girls have to play with Barbies. But yet I'm also not thrilled about little boys playing with my little pony and whatever else is out there today. But I don't think playing with a toy makes anyone any sexual orientation or anything else. I don't think we have to police our kids and scare them if, God forbid, they pick up the wrong toy. Do I think Target needs to have a gender-neutral kids department? I really don't care. I really don't. Um, I don't believe, though, that you can be more than one gender. And I um, don't believe there's any other way in salvation except through Jesus Christ. So um, this is Krishna Kitty. Thank you for listening tonight. I wish you all a blessed evening. And please reach out and message me once again. I would love to hear from you. And the best way to reach me, actually, because of internet and phones and all different kinds of communication issues, is just to message me through my work email at Revolt Wellness, R-E-V-O-L-T, wellness, at protonmail.com. And that goes directly to me. I hope everyone has a blessed night. And guns up all.